capitalism in the coming year. It doesn't have to be a new project. You could take an existing project and see where you might stretch the reach of market forces to help push things forward. When you award foreign aid, when you make charitable gifts, when you try to change the world, can you also find ways to put the power of market forces behind the effort to help the poor? His words, creative capitalism, and change the world, lodged in my mind, prompting several questions. How could capitalism harness market forces to work for a better world? How might corporations reimagine their role in a way that balances their interest in profit with the imperative to massively increase the efforts and resources dedicated to global social transformation? And how could such a vision not only undo the damage done in the past, but also remake the capitalist business world into a sustainable engine of progress. As a branding and advertising professional, I had spent years working on creative ideas for the advertising campaigns of multinational brands, including Nike, Toyota, and Motorola. My job was to take business problems and recast them as creative opportunities, helping companies own what is known in the ad business as the emotional high ground, within their category, in order to motivate changes in consumer thinking or behavior. This ensures that corporate messaging meets consumer needs in order to achieve a desired business result. Gates's challenge struck me as a messaging opportunity of the highest order. A mass migration of consumer eyeballs away from traditional media like network television, magazines and newspapers, to the internet, social media, and smartphones was already underway. I wondered if these transformations in corporate and consumer engagement could unlock a solution for social change that was never possible before. The result of my thinking on this was a concept I called contributory consumption, a comprehensive system of mindful consumerism in which every single transaction for products and services would include a contribution toward building a better world. Implicit within this solution was an end to the false opposition we make between profit and purpose, between living and giving, that animates so much of free market capitalism. Contributory consumption would provide a systemic solution to spread prosperity throughout the world. Furthermore, contributory consumption would be the natural outgrowth of the new dynamics emerging between consumers and brands due to social media. Consumers all around the world are connecting as never before, gaining access to communication platforms such as email, blogs, Facebook and Twitter that allow them to expose bad corporate behavior by raising their voices in protest, or to reward conscionable and well-intentioned brands with purchases, referrals and recommendations. The combination of consumer power to both reward and punish would drive contributory consumption. I saw this new dynamic as the key to answering Gates's challenge to develop a more creative capitalism, as he called it. I imagined that, given the enormity of our consumer society, contributory consumption could generate huge financial resources that could be used to fund philanthropy and perhaps help achieve the eight United Nations Millennium Development Goals, MDGs, that seek to eradicate poverty, starvation and malnutrition, illiteracy, lack of health care and sanitary conditions, and other persistent problems of today's world.
My goal with contributory consumption became to transform every mall, store and warehouse from a monument of consumer self-interest into a motor of social change for the benefit of all. A global wake-up call. Then something occurred that completely changed the scale and scope of my thinking. As I fleshed out the business architecture for contributory consumption, I watched the U.S. financial system collapse during the fall of 2008. Like every concerned citizen, I read about the millions of Americans and people around the world who were losing their jobs, their life savings, and, in many cases, their homes. I saw how many corporations were downsizing their workforces and altering their business strategies for a long recessionary haul. Why had capitalism gone so awry that it left many of the world's economies in shambles, throwing hundreds of millions of people, as well as thousands of companies, in the United States, Europe, and even Asia, into the worst financial conditions since the...